Welcome to today's Buddha's podcast. We're talking about cosmic consciousness, but in everyday life, because there's infinite ways to connect with your own primordial nature, that which drives your vehicle, your physical form. So we all know that, you know, our nails grow without thinking about it. Our heart pumps uh, our our blood through our system, our circulatory system's functioning, our nervous system's functioning, and it's all doing that without our mental mind um, telling it to. It's part of the cosmic conscious flow in existence, and very much your subconscious is connected to that primordially and infinitely so. So why do we so often feel it's really difficult to recognise that our body, uh, and we all know it is possible because we know it, we see it, we're living it, but why do we always disconnect or why do we struggle so much in our everyday life with the stresses that we ourselves as a global community keep creating with our economic systems, our the way we drive ourselves in our ambitions with work, um, the expectations that really our body can't align with. And that we're not saying this is for everyone, but certainly a mass global population where we feel fried and frazzled is um, something that's really burgeoning in this world. And we often in Buddha, I think, you know, what is it that's uh, causing or having this cause and effect? And especially since globally or energetically, there's such a vast array of awareness of how we all, everyone is a cosmic conscious being and therefore we all know we can create, we are all manifestors, yet we really struggle with how we're going to do that. You know, you know, there's businesses rising up every moment around the world and some are sort of ebbing and flowing, some are completely ebbing and, uh, you know, alternative avenues of income streams have to be sought. But why do we create an ecosystem of uh, eco-financial stability through a system that more often than not is castrating our vital life force? So, because it is an ecosystem, you know, there's nature's ecosystem where when we are immersed in that, it's abundant, it's infinite, it self-seeds, it has no fear, you know, it doesn't express itself in a state of that even use that word in its articulation, the word fear. Yet humanity is largely driven with that, you know, whether it's through the media, as in what you watch on the TV or in the computer screen, um, the negativity that's sometimes emphasised, rather than all the amazing expressions that every person around the world is participating in, those vibrations really can have a huge impact in the way we, we live moment to moment in our existence. But it's not for any one of us from where we're coming from within the soundlessness of existence to take on board what every single person is in this world. We ourselves tune on into different frequencies. So when we have uh, clients come to us and ask us questions, there's many things in their life that we will not tune into, but there'll be some specific things that there's an, there's an area where there can be uh, a grand desire to expand in that's where we greet, meet and greet within a soundless-to-sound frequency vibration because most of the people that come to us are already at that elevated state and that doesn't mean higher or less than or better than, far from it. It's just a different frequency where they're already self-responsible, they're already aware, they're on their journey, they know what it is to be self-empowered but there's just these wobbly bits <laughs> where, you know, you, you, you know you're navigating but just to sound it out and use... Um, 
the cosmic consciousness, that vital life force, is a springboard or mirroring back of, and then going deeper within that and expanding into that vortex of co-creativity, igniting an expansion within enlightenment. And enlightenment in this context is always about bringing more light into your cellular structure and dissolving anything that's uh, left in the dark, so to speak, because remember in the darkness we birth our light. So it's, it's not bad. Darkness is just amazing. In fact, it's really still and quiet and incredibly calming when you go into your non-breath and even breathing deeply. There's a soothing energy within that. And then when the light bursts through, it ignites that fire element and then the self-seeding process begins within that sound vibrational frequency. And then the tapestries you make from that. So the original question we asked when we started this podcast was, you know, why do we struggle? Why do we tune in to all the dramas and then create more dramas? And when we sort of recognise that we're tapping into that stream of energy, we still, and, and surrender it, there's still that drawing or that draw card that brings us back to that. And what we've noticed is a lot of people will be drawn back to it, but there'll be less of an attachment. You know, they're more and more becoming non-attached to that state of um, existence or equanimity in that way and moving in a deeper sensitivity within equanimity and walking the middle road, so to speak. In other words, they're happy in their bliss. They're happy in their journey of self-discovery, exploring journey, going deeper, creating different ways to be abundant, you know, that creates... Um, zero stress in their life. In other words, they're tuned out of that existence where there's a constant stressor. They've created an environment within their own nucleus uh, of existence that really is focused, focused not just through intention, but focused in being. And this is where we wanted to be in this podcast, because when you're focused within the being of your existence, that's where you're tapped into the fact that, yeah, your heart pumps naturally. Um, there's And when it doesn't, it's usually letting you know that something's out of alignment. And same with anything that's um, out of whack, so to speak, or uh, misbehaving in a way. <laughs> Nothing misbehaves right. But in a way that where it's not functioning in the way for optimum well-being. And then we could even transcend that again. Sometimes your body has these little, what we think consciously as a hiccup in your health system, but actually it's a recalibration. So often when people have gone and shifted in their vibrations, sometimes, and some of you will have experienced that many times as you've changed, you'll get headaches. And, um, and there's many reasons for that. But those of you who know what we're talking about because you've experienced it, the headaches go as you shifted and let go of the resistance and just relax into the process, the headache will go because you're no longer blocking the energy, which is what the headache is. It's a blocking of energy and a discordedness of existence within your being and your resonance. So taking that deep breath and connecting to your elongated breath, take that understanding into your system and connect to your being and feel where that oscillates in your vibrational frequency. Some of you will immediately want to sit differently in your chair if you're listening to this sitting down. Some of you will want to go deeper into the expansion and switch the audio off and really think about what was just said and then let go of the thinking process and just become comfortable in your feeling, sensing and inner resonance and then when you're ready, we'll just relax into your being and just feel the presence and notice our tone just gently changed. And that's the thing. It just, 
your body's understanding its sound waves and recognise when it's going deeper into the soundless connection, which is presence itself, that which is all-pervading, that which is helping your nails create a new nail when it's been um, damaged and discarded. And it's allowing those cells to naturally renew themselves, you know. And yet our mental mind will tell us these things. We're marketed towards ageing. We're marketed towards getting rid of wrinkles. We're marketed to all these things. But when we come into our being, does that ever exist? When you're really relaxing in, in your presence of self, do any of those things even come up on your radar? No, they never do. Because you're really living primordially in your sensitivity of existence which is all-pervading, it's comfortable in creating itself again and again, always uniquely, always a little bit differently from the previous yeah, incarnated cell because your cells are renewing themselves. This is biomechanics. This is quantum physics, metaphysics and physics because metaphysics is the physics, you know, and quantum physics is all-encompassing. And we always reflect, if you've listened to any of our podcasts before, we always reflect and, and interact with nature as that biomimicry of existence because nature is fully present. You know, in nature, when something, when something is, a predator comes to another animal, um, it's, it's so in the now moment, it's instinctive. It recognises the energy connection and knows to take flight, you know. It's usually present, even if it's present devouring food, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the herbivore and it's down in the grasses and, and feeding off that. Sometimes it's so absorbed in its presence, it hasn't picked up on the scent that's come from the predator. But most of the time, in fact, pretty much 100% of the time it really does. Sometimes it's just not quick on its feet or whatever it is. Or sometimes it's just nature's way of keeping the equilibrium in the ecosystem because the energy is flowing from one form to another form, which is how we understand it in Budai and, and beyond that. So always, no matter what we think externally of what is happening, it's an energy forming from one or flowing from one form to another form. And so as a human being, which, you know, our understanding of what human being is, is constantly shifting and it's going to in, um, into another totally different stratospheric paradigm with its understanding of what actually a human being is existential of, existential of. So sometimes we bubble our words, but... When we come back into biomechanics and we let go of the analytical aspect of that very word, um, which is why we often don't use terminology here in Budai when we're expressing through our Patreon page or our Budai, just because sometimes we get uh, in awe of a word. You know, the more complicated the word, the more we feel intellectual. But when you let go of that and come back into your being, which is the symbiosis, symbiosis or symbiotic environment in the cosmic consciousness, your cells completely relax straight away. It doesn't have to perform anymore. It is very happy in its natural flow. And we've worked with a lot of people that are in their um, intellect and we've come across so many that they create these blocks. Now, the intellect is beautiful, especially when it's aligned it's beautiful anyway, but when it's aligned with that cosmic mind, it shifts its paradigm straight away. The way it analyzes is completely different because it's primordially connected to your solar plexus, your being of light, your resonance, which is in every particle of your existence. But the solar plexus is something else, and we'll go onto that in other podcasts in a much deeper way in Shiva with Lord Shiva being the fire digestive element of, of all that is. So 
when you're looking at biomechanics and you recognize the body is functioning and moving, so the limbs of your body are moving, your eyelids, you know, some, some people that are listening do not have arms or legs. So your eyelids are biomechanic. They're, they're functioning. They're a biomechanic. Um, when you're opening your mouth, biomechanics. So it's in every particle of us. We just don't think of the word. We don't associate the word. And yet the science of life is in everything. Every time you're breathing, that's part of the science of life. But science is sometimes we're categorised in, into a particular format, you know. And we, we put these categories out there all the time which create boxed limitations until we let them all go and we recognise that every single being is all of those things, you know, always all of those things, pure intelligence through cosmically consciousness and cosmically connected rather than through an individual mindset that tends to tends to compartmentalise and tends to create that limitation in the desire to explore something and in some cases to become known for something. But the being doesn't resonate with any of that. When you're really in your primordial being and in that presence of existence, it doesn't need to be um, you know, usurping another human being. It doesn't need to dominate. It doesn't need to control either the self or something in um, existence, it doesn't need that controlling aspect because it recognises that it's in a symbiotic and symbiosis environment and it's connected because it is that environment and when you know that you are that environment, you don't feel that competitive nature, you don't feel that connectedness insofar as you've got to usurp someone in order to get somewhere where you want to go. You just know that as being part of that ocean of cosmic particle or par- particles, that you're in the participation of the flow, which is really on a, on one level, uh, just a huge community of light, you know, flowing. <laughs> and so flowing doesn't mean that you're not participating and taking action or in the driver's seat. Flowing just means it can be effortless, though, although sometimes one creates an effort in order to become effortless, letting go of the judgments, letting go of the individual mind that separates constantly that I'm better than or you're better than, no, you're less than, all that sort of thing that goes on in the world. And just acknowledges through self-respect, therefore respecting another, that everyone is along their journey and they are where they are and it's perfect for where they are because it's their journey. And that changes how we are. And tuning into that within Gaia, who's absolutely a trillion percent is cosmically connected, cosmically conscious, and is a living organism that knows it's all-knowing, all-pervading, and has this infinite ability to create itself constantly, and is, and is also elevating its soundless-to-sound frequency vibrations. So when we talk about the environment, we talk about that in the terms of it when you're tuned into Gaia and the vibrations, not as something separate from her or, or, or the Gaia, it's whether you want to genderize it, doesn't matter, unless it matters to you and then it's up to you. But it, you become the particles of that consciously and you relax, your system relaxes, your breathing eases and you relax. You realize you don't have to be that savior of it. You recognize that you're the particle and the more you tune in, you get these internal impulses that say to you, seed something there, grow something there, water me here, hydrate yourself now. You know, you get all these internal impulses that your system is already in symbiosis of. 
without the cause and effect of the mind blocking because its desire, its neediness to know in a limited frame of reference keeps creating these signals that causes hiccups or hurdles within the physical system, you know, our physics of nature, which is our, also within our human form. And it creates this diseasement in the body. And our mind constantly creates it around that. It, it creates these belief systems that the body has to go through some sort of trauma or unhealthiness in order to thrive, you know. And we all have triggers. Sometimes in order for us to connect to something, we put our, you know, ourselves through some experience to ignite something, ignite an awareness, ignite something that will help us grow or see things differently. And then for some of you, if you come to the recognition that, well, maybe I won't choose that path, <laughs> Or maybe you will. It's all going to be beautiful because there's going to be an elemental force of collaboration there that will help you to grow, blossom and bloom in the way that's fruitful for you. So this is presence. And this is how it can affect your moment-to-moment journey when you come into the presence. And we've all had situations, whether it's within a family unit, a work environment or a community-based or globally we're connected through media or whatever we're doing it, some sort of form of media. And it can take us out of our sense of presence and we get caught up in the dramas of it. And 24 if you've got that churning through you 24 hours a day, it's hard not to become reactionary to it. It's hard not to wave those banners you know, at each other and um, bear it ourselves when we think that we're not doing something in a certain way or, or bear it another because we don't believe that what they're doing is, is the way to go. Rather than coming back into our presence, feeling the embryonic fluid of the cosmic consciousness enfold or, or engulf us into its existence, into its cosmic womb, taking that breath as we just did and just feeling the presence itself and letting the body relax into its cells incredibly empowering and notice you know notice the tone shifts again so sound sound has a huge impact and our the way we speak to ourselves through the tone and to each other has a, a huge environmental impact on us all it has an environmental impact on Gaia you know when you squawking in a squawking or violent uh, tone to something and that's included nature when we take our anger or frustrations out on nature, then it has that presence of awareness and it and it is impacting on it. When we seek to speak in a tone that is gentle and kind, that also is impactful. Its reactionary process will be different. You know, it won't withdraw itself. It will then carry and disperse its seeds somewhere into location where it can freely and purely disperse itself and then grow, blossom and bloom, self-seed again. So nature has that cosmic intelligence. It's primordially intelligent. It's an intelligent life form. And when we respect that life form and we come into alignment with it, we tend to mirror back that self-respect that Gaia shows us and treat ourselves differently. You know, we, we tend to be drawn to foods that are more healthful for us and that can be different for each person. We're not one of these people that once one menu fits all. Each, each person's resonating with different foodstuffs. Whatever serves you in equanimity and fruitfulness will be that which is all-pervading for your well-being. And it's not like one book can tell you that. It's about tuning in and allowing that, that connection to be made with your food that you then embody. And that includes what you read. Food is more than the, the food that's grown. It's also what you read, what you hear, what you listen, how you speak to yourself. That's all food that can either nurture and nourish or 
discard or disperse or discord, create discorded vibrations within our, our physical structure and our mental mind and our emotional body. So biomechanics, this is all part of quantum physics within biomechanics, you know. But when we trust, so if our body is feeling a sore area, like you're sore in a space, and you really just come into a relaxed state of awareness, don't focus on the pain, and then tap into that where your disconnected energy is within your body, it has a way of helping you along, whether you meet someone that then can help you heal that area, or you go deeper into yourself and find the understanding that caused the the disturbance in the first place and allow that to come into its own alignment. This is all part of the flow of quantum physics. Same with when you don't feel understood, whether you don't understand your own self, which is, gosh, moment to moment, we can all feel that. We don't always understand why we do what we do. And then also if we don't feel understood with who we're around, whether it's family members or friends or, you know, we just can't – and we're not really – letting anyone see who we are because of what we think the ramifications are of that. But when we start to feel at home in self, then we're more open with the way we express. You know, we also have a natural sense of discernment. We know when to be open in one situation and close up in another situation without feeling that um, fight or flight response because that's no longer present. You're simply ebbing and flowing with the currencies of exchange. And it's a natural flow. You notice the, the tone gets softer as we're speaking. So these are all awarenesses that you can create within yourself as you move through your day and your presence because in moment-to-moment -moment interactions and discourses with others, including yourself, being aware of how your tone is within yourself, how you then share it at, in the expression of the outward world and then creating that world that you're living in really can transform your moment-to-moment -moment interplay with yourself and with others. And it can transform how you live your life, whether it's through joy, happiness and bliss, and the awareness that sometimes it's not always feeling so happy and joyful, but you are you know that you can move through that moment where it's not feeling that way. You know, you can come back to that stillness, that quiet within, and just either reflect on it and let it go, or simply reflect on the self. And then find yourself again into your aligned state, and then move on and into your next moment in your interplay. So it's a fascinating journey and it's quantum physics and it's moment-to-moment it's -moment biomimicry because nature itself has that embodied energy, just like sacred geometry. There's a sacred geometry that even when we don't understand it intellectually, when you open up to the expanded vortexes of that sacred geometry, you take this beautiful deep in-breath straight away. It wants to breathe in that vital life force that's within the concept design of the sacred geometry, that's the embodied energy and live through it. So when we're creating the Desert Dirt Peapod series in, Janu in January um, 2020, it goes into full swing and goes into the next stage of the expansion. It's all based on the sacred geometry of the Desert Dirt Pea Flower and it has huge symbiosis within that. It's a, it, it can survive and not only survive but thrive in arid areas with minimal water and, um, and, and really it's beautiful. I mean, it's got these beautiful red petals with this what they call boz in the like a darker circle it's got six of the petals and yet it's so tiny in its infrastructure you know amongst a vast realm of nature and existence in these barren areas in some cases you know where there's not a whole lot of other um, foliage around and it's amazing how it rises up from the earth the petals are rising up and almost like they're putting their hands out to greet 
greet each other. It's fascinating and it's beautiful. Or greet those that come to it, whether it's the bees or, or, or the insects that come to it. So it's fascinating, but the energetics with that is amazing. And so even when we create the petal um, petal panels that we'll be doing, it will have within the um, perforated forms sacred in geometry, just like you see when in a rainforest when there's canopies, big canopies, tree canopies, and as the sunlight tries to burst through those canopies, it creates these beautiful formless to form light plays, shadow plays, so there's different light rays that come through and it casts different um, images into the ground that creates this beautiful symbiosis of dance and it warms where it's touching and it stays cool in the areas where it doesn't, where the shade is still there. But the light streams through and creates these imageries of sacred geometry. And nature does that naturally. It's not using the language. It doesn't use the word sacred geometry. It's simply the presence itself. Just like our fingernails grow, our organs are functioning, our kidneys functioning, liver functions, all those things. So when it doesn't function anymore, it means there's something that's out of alignment with its natural intercourse of life. So it's a different way to look at it, but it's actually how your body works in harmony with itself as the cosmic consciousness, as that resonance within what is known in this world as quantum physics. And of course, there's always going to be more. All the words that we utilise are simply ways to express something or an experience. But really, the embodied energy in all those words is much more than the words can share just by saying them so coming back into your being it will navigate through your neural pathways it's the expression it knows what those words are within your infrastructure and will know how to teach you that's why we always say to our clients go direct always before you ask anyone outside of you touch base with yourself and even if you fear it or you're scared whether you you know am I hearing what's really you know what is or am I just is that my thoughts going renegade you come to that place within the stillness where there's just this knowing and yes self-doubt comes up yes the I am will ask you to ask well who are you right now who am I that beautiful question gosh who am I right now (laughs) (laughs) because we're always, always changing. And as we let go of who we thought we were so we can become more of what we are and bring more light in, that beautiful question of, well, who am I now? It's so natural. It's natural. It's as natural as going to the toilet or taking something to eat, drinking a glass of water. It's natural. Connecting, it's natural. We're all interconnected. You know, and as we shift our vibrations, we tend to connect with others who are on a, a similar uh, frame of reference and pathway within our own vibration, which is healthy. Because if you're talking with someone who's really not on your radar of what you're expressing, then it's not only is it open to miscommunication, but also nothing's understood. And really, what's communicated, no thing at all. So when you look at it like that, when people come and go in your life, that's part of the ebbing and flowing, just like in a tributary or a stream. In parts of the stream it ebbs and parts of it it flows, you know, and then it comes in a rush, you know. And just being relaxed with that, knowing that there's always something else that's coming your way. You know that you're always safe. You know that you're always in a community that knows that we're always ebbing and flowing and growing and expanding. And letting go of some people in your life is a natural part of that, allowing more people to come in. And also as you grow, what you then bring into your life is always coming from that place where you've grown into or growing from or growing out of and into something else. 
So these are cycles within cycles within cycles that humanity has always lived in existence until it ceases to be that and its molecular structure changes. It's what is known as a physical form in a human form. Human forms begin to shift and change, you know, just like we see with shift, with um, fish, the fish that can change one its gender, you know, just by being tapped in a particular area on its physical form. The aerodynamics that a bird uses naturally when it's gliding through the airways in the ether. So there's all these things that it knows to do, or a lizard that grows its own tail. There's all these things that our biomechanics in nature naturally embodies. It doesn't think, oh, wait, I've lost my tail, I've got to grow it. It just, the cells take on the embodied energy and know what to do. And humanity has known to do that too. It's grown an extra limb. It's grown another toe. It's done all these things. It knows that it's capable of it and it knows it without thought. It's simply in the all-pervading knowing of the isness. So some of you are really interested in that. So we'll be doing a lot more. The next podcast will be all about the solar system and our solar plexus in relationship to Lord Shiva. In our teachable podcast, we talk about, because a lot of the, that, that, those courses are audio-based, there's some PowerPoint, but it's audio-based, he goes into a great discourse about the solar plexus, the fire element, the digestive system on a cosmic level, because each of you have your own journey with your how you digest things. You know, do you digest information through watching the TV? Do you digest information because you thrive when you meditate, so therefore you're getting that direct um, connection through source energy rather than being filtered through what you're hearing through the news broadcast, through the TV, or what you pick up in a magazine and read. You know, all of those things are amazing, but what is it for you? How do you... Uh, what are your receptacles open to? Do you filter the information? Because when you're hearing through another person's versions of something, it is exactly that. It's another person's version of an incident or an experience or an expression. So the more you can tap into yourself first, the more you go into that deep sea diver mode and really touch base within the Muladhara, then ignite that art of inquiry so you're interconnected to your source energy directly. And then you're listening because the source energy is in all, all, everyone. So then sometimes an insight is triggered by an experience. Maybe you've heard it, read it, sat and done a course with it or created a course. There's all these things because we're always, always growing. And then feeling where you'll resonate, not judging it and saying, well, that's not right because it's going to be right for that person who expressed it. But just where you're resonating with it, just being at ease with where you're resonating. If you're not resonating with it, that's no problem. You just move on to the next thing because the person who's producing something is resonating with it in some way. So therefore, it's a primordial truth to them. So that's all quantum physics. And quantum physics is in the realms of non-judgment. It's in the realms of just existence itself. And so existence itself doesn't judge its expressions it simply is the expression of it. And so as human beings who sometimes and quite often we go into a sense of judgment even though we might be in that path where we're trying not to. <laughs> you know, we try, we think, oh, no, did it again. <laughs> but we all, we just think, oh, you know, oh, well, never mind, next time. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. But the more we can come into that line stuff and, and, and just immerse ourselves into that flow of source energy, we're so focused on that energetically that we're just thriving in the life that we're creating. 
So that's what we wanted to share in this podcast. We really hope we, you enjoyed it. We really love sharing with you. We're always listening for your own questions. We pick up on them. That's what sparked this particular podcast. We heard someone in the ether ask some questions, and so we hope we've served in some small way in your journey. And we look forward to well, start again. We look forward to talking with you in the next podcast. Namaste, and catch you soon.